This looks like a microcosm of America to me. I didn't vote for Obama, um, basically because I couldn't figure out what his agenda was. He wanted to scream, change, 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 change what? Barack Obama was elected in 2008. I was in a depression for a week because I knew the country was going to be even further on the skids than it's ever been. Whenever the legislators endeavor to take away and destroy the property of the people or to reduce them to slavery under arbitrary power, they put themselves into a state of war with the people who are thereupon absolved for, from any further obedience. Every time Obama comes on the TV, which I watch Fox News all during the day, I switch a channel to the Hallmark Channel to figure he's gone, then I switch it back. It's the policies, it's the socialism, it's the Marxism. We are done backing up. This president's willing to be obsequious to our adversaries, to denigrate our allies. It's his core philosophy of being anti-American. It's a lot like uh, Germany, Pro, you know, post-war, pre-war Germany, when they said, go Hitler, and then they thought, oh, crap, this guy's insane. Next April, we're going to celebrate the commemoration of the sesquicentennial of the Civil War. And if uh, things don't change sometime during that commemoration, Maybe it's going to give folks ideas about starting it up again. I can't pace around the house gritting my teeth and taking Xanax anymore. i got to get out here and, and do what I can. And that way when the purges do start, they'll know who I am and where to come find me. May 3rd, 2010, you've got Oz in your ears. Radio Free Oz, I'm the host, Peter Bergman, my co-host, David Oz. Hey, Peter, how do you do? How do you do? You know, you caught me while I was uh, fishing out here off the Louisiana coast here. I was just uh, in my boat. I was uh, catching some oil ducks. It's real easy to catch them now. You don't need a gun or nothing. You just just pick them out of the water. You gotta gotta soak them in alcohol afterward. But hey, it's a lot of fun down here. Well, that's 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 pretty much in your style. You used to use dynamite back in the bayous. Oh but yeah, now, but yeah, that blow them alligators out of the water. Let me tell you that. Well, this is real easy. Yeah, there's a. Uh, there's just there's just oil everywhere. We'll be talking about that in, in a couple of minutes. It's on everybody's mind. Well, yeah, that's it. Certainly. Well, I'll go back to my fish. Got one. <laughs> Old timer, man. Old timer comes around. You never know. Right. Can't so tell. you heard those people in our little introduction. They're very, very upset. Yeah. With, yeah. with something. I, I, I saw, I saw a bumper sticker, saw a picture, a bumper, or a placard of one of those things, and it's on the back of a truck, naturally, and it said um, something like, I'll keep my guns, my freedom, and my money, and you can keep the change. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yes, you can. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, the, it is an indefinite feeling of, you know, where were all of these people when we needed to overthrow Nixon? Oh, or Bush. Or Bush. Well, Either one. Where were they? Well, I don't know. There's this dis-ease. I understand. Lack of control. The oh, not me in the White House. Excuse me, Mr. Carter. You can't use that word. Oh, dis-ease. No, that was malaise. Malaise. Was not that a dis-ease. Malaise? I said okay. malaise. There's, But it's not a disease, but it's a dis-ease. People are really shaken. They don't know what's going on, so let's blame it on the not me. Let's blame it of all people on Obama. This they call him a Maoist and a Marxist. And he's as far from a Maoist and a Marxist as I can imagine. 
Well, I, that can. I mean, what has going to Fox News? Is it Fox News? I mean, is that Generally. what's conditioned the language? I mean, not conditioned people's minds. They are independent. Well, you thinkers, heard you heard Oliver North calling Obama anti-American. That was on yeah. anarchy. You uh, just that's absolute regular sedition. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah, latest sedition as we call it. Uh, <laughs> latest sedition. Well, <laughs> buy one now. Nehru jackets aren't back. Hula hoops aren't back. Three-tone cars aren't back. What's back is militias. In the months before the 1995 Oklahoma City bombing, there was a new kind of protest movement. It was just beginning to find its voice in the American heartland. Militias and patriot groups burst into the vanguard of a seething anti-government campaign fueled over anger of the Clinton's administration push for landmark gun control legislation. You know, if the guy's frothing at the mouth or has a has a rap sheet as long as his leg, maybe we shouldn't sell him an assault weapon. Okay, that they were unhappy about the gun control legislation and the federal officers' aggressive tactics and high-profile standoffs with groups such as the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas, and that was a disaster. On April 19, 1995, that anger erupted. Militia sympathizer Timothy McVeigh detonated a 5,000-pound truck bomb in front of the Murrah Federal Building in Oklahoma City, killing 168 people. At that time, it was the deadliest terrorist attack on U.S. soil, and he wasn't even a Muslim. You know, at the time, I was caught by the irony of the components of that bomb. Diesel fuel and fertilizer. It was diesel fuel and fertilizer that built the planes, and now they're bringing it down. Well, the controversial militia movement waned in the wake of that bombing as groups sought to distance themselves from McVeigh. Fifteen years later, meaning now, analysts say the militia movement is back using some of the same ominous anti-government rhetoric that preceded the Oklahoma City assault and first raised the specter of a larger domestic terror threat. It feels like... The run-up to Oklahoma City, says Mike Potok, the Intelligence Project Director at the Southern Poverty Law Center, which tracks U.S. hate groups. Will we see another Oklahoma City? Nobody can really say. Since 2008, Potok's group has reported dramatic growth in anti-government patriot groups and their militia organizations. Last year, those groups increased to 512 from 149 in 2008, the law center says. Hmm, that's some growth. Quote, this is a broader-based and deeper kind of movement. Today, their ideas have penetrated into the mainstream. It's true. You'll see these extremists, these right-wing extremists on Fox TV. It's, it's mainstream. It's actually it's the right bank of the mainstream or the right extreme bank of the mainstream. In any case, didn't used to hear this kind of talk on television. Now you're getting it all the time. It's kind of like it's exciting. It's the new reality show. Okay. Now, recently, federal prosecutors charged nine members of that anti-government Christian militia group in Michigan, the Hutteri. They're plotting to kill a police officer and then attack the other officers who gathered for the funeral. You know, it's interesting. You listen to right wing radio and they say, well, you know, you're blaming the right wing. Oh, aren't the left? The left's really violent. Well, I haven't heard any liberal commentators talk about killing federal officers or using a gun to solve a problem and all all the other crap that Hannity and these people are constantly spewing. Well, one of the leaders of the early anti-government movement, John Trockman, whose militia of Montana was formed in the early 1990s, says fresh domestic worries have led to a resurgence that has grown even stronger than the campaign of the 90s. Trockman says they are 
the financial crisis and the related government bailout of the banking industry, passage of the Obama administration's controversial health care legislation, and the United States' recent nuclear arms reduction agreement with Russia. He says these have brought a mass of new faces into the movement. Health care was one more straw in the camel's back, Trockman says. Perhaps it's the one that breaks it. Now, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. People are going for guns because there's a financial crisis. Well, I understand that. During the Depression, there was a, a, move to, a, a move to violence, at least a violent rhetoric, and really hard times can polarize people. Then there's the related, the government bailout of the banking industry. They're so angry at that that they're going to take, you're going to take to the assault rifles? Well, maybe. Passage of the Obama administration's controversial health care legislation. They're getting health care. They're increasing Medicare. They're making things cheaper and better. Let's shoot the bastards. And finally, the United States' recent nuclear arms reduction agreement with Russia. Why? Because that, we're cowards. We're wimps. We're reducing our incredible stockpile of end-of-the-world nukes by, what, a third? And it's time for us, like, pick up that shotgun, Dad, get down to Washington and take care of them bozos. So, in Oklahoma City, where the site of McVeigh's attack has been transformed into a moving memorial, Carl Watkins says the current political climate is, quote, eerily similar to what preceded McVeigh's assault 15 years ago. Watkins is executive director of the Oklahoma City Memorial and Museum. He says, there is a similar frustration with government at all levels, she says. This is some of the same anxiety. Our challenge is settling that anxiety down. Bill Clinton agrees. Bill says that there are legitimate comparisons to be drawn between today's grassroots anger and the resentment toward the government and the right-wing extremism that bubble up prior to the Oklahoma bombing. He says, making comparisons between the two times is a legitimate thing to do, but I think it's important to draw the contrast between what happened then and what's happening now in America. Like today, the former president pointed out, many Americans were out of work and trying to figure out where they fit in. Maybe that's the clue. I think it's the sense of powerlessness that is driving all of this. A lot of these people, you take a look at the teabaggers, and they're not the most extreme. I mean, you know, they're not. But you take a look at most of the pictures of the extreme groups, and they're older, and they're white, and they're basically male. Not all, but that preponderance. And these are people that grew up, like myself, thinking, it's a white man's world. It's a middle-class white dude's world. Step aside. Well, those things are changing, as we all know. Well, we're in a depression, which takes away all of that economic security. Women's rights, bless them. Uh, Minority rights, uh, gay rights, all kinds of rights that uh, weren't even wrongs back then have, have come to the fore and are making progress. So these people are really upset. They're feeling powerless. They don't rule the world anymore. My answer Their answer? Hmm. My answer is like, get a life. Their answer is, get a gun.